0: Welcome, dear listeners, to the very first episode of Saturn Speaks, a podcast about bringing modern-day spirituality back down to Earth. I'm your host, Jessica Moore, and I am so excited to be doing this episode because it has taken me weeks to prepare, get ready, and to drum up the courage to actually start recording myself. So thank you all for being here. I'm really excited for this. So... This is a a absolute labor of love for me. This is something that I've been thinking about and wanting to do for a really long time. And on this podcast, I plan to cover topics about about the modern day spirituality, like the new age, you might call it, um, as it's commonly called, and all the ways that I see it not living up to its full potential. All the ways that I see it doing the opposite of what it is supposed to be all about, which is helping humanity to bring about a new future, a new um, way of being in the world and helping people to better their lives, to better the world around them, to express their full potential. And instead, what I see is a lot of ways that it fails to live up to this, that it actually blocks and does the opposite effect. So on this podcast today, I am going to be talking about who I am, sharing a bit about my story, why I decided decided to start this podcast and what is in store for future episodes But just to let you know what this podcast is about, um, in the future, I'll be talking about things ranging from toxic positivity and the way that the New Age mistreats emotions in the self-help world in general. Also, things like channeling and 5D ideas, like how the New Age uses... Steals uh, things from other cultures and cultural appropriation, and the various beliefs in the New Age that support oppression and inequality, and also things like New Age cults and conspiracy thinking, um, and the and just ungrounded. Various. It all comes down to ungroundedness, it seems like. So, uh, but I'll be sharing a little bit about that today and why I decided to name this podcast Saturn Speaks and what that's all about. So. And I also want to be clear that I'm not doing this to attack the New Age or, you know, sort of these these new variants of non-dogmatic, non-religious spirituality in general. I think that's a really positive development, and I want to help it course-correct so that it can be the positive force that, in in the world, that people desperately want it to be and that it has the potential to be so. That's really what I'm here. I'm here criticizing it from someone who is within it, from someone who practices shamanism myself, and I'll be getting into my story here in just a little bit. Before we begin, um, I'd like to say a little invocation that I'd like to say at the beginning of every episode, and also just to... Um, express that I'm new at this and I have four planets in Virgo and Virgo rising if you know astrology. So I'm really trying to not be perfectionistic and to to just allow it to flow, allow myself to make mistakes and be derpy and silly and yeah, so that's where I'm at. <laughs> so before we dive into that, may what needs to be said be said and what needs to be heard be heard. And may this sharing and receiving benefit all of life. So now let's jump into my story. So like most contemporary people stepping outside of mainstream religion that they probably grew up in, you know, I I grew up in a Lutheran home. uh, Like many people looking for spiritual ideas that better fit what I really felt in my heart, I started with the new age. I started with, you know, tarot cards and self-help books and yeah, a few things like that. Astrology was really big when I was um, young. And crystals, of course. <laughs> and um, and even today, many of my beliefs and practices could be considered new age. Um, I definitely love crystals. I work with them a lot. I have them surrounding me all the time, <laughs> it seems like. I don't really do too much with the tarot anymore, but I am really into the I Ching, and I do really, I mean, divination is definitely a part of my life. I've done a lot of psychedelics in my youth for personal growth and transformation and and really opening up my perception to uh, different ways of seeing the world. And I eventually found shamanism in my path. And I'd really like to credit my shamanic teacher, Christina Pratt, for Really guiding me and helping me to transform myself radically, completely. I am a completely different person since I first found her podcast called Why Shamanism Now. Um, there are archived episodes for like almost 10 years. It's an absolute uh, goldmine of information, you know, to guide you on your spiritual path. So if you, you know, are interested in checking it out, I highly recommend it. Um, You can find it at whyshamanismnow.com. So I first uh, came across a post on, I think, a forum. I wasn't even on social media yet. This was way back. And it was talking about the ancestors and the woman linked to um, this episode of Why Shamanism Now that was about working with your ancestors. So that's really where my shamanic journey began of really intentionally, uh, working with the spirits, learning how to, you know, use shrines and have an altar practice and that sort of thing. And so once I started listening to the podcast, I just, just, it was like, I was just absorbing so much and just, it really shifted my life. And then I eventually took a bunch of workshops, you know, for years and went through her whole, um, four year transformational program and um, it's really focused on transforming yourself to really become your authentic self and clearing away the false self that gets built up as a result of our wounds and parts of us going into shadow and all uh, false beliefs and all that. So, So in my path of moving more towards shamanism, I started to get a lot more grounded i really start uh I realized the value of grounding the value of being in my body the value of the emotions and for me in particular that was very much the uh my personal path of transformation that was where i needed to go in order to really be who i who i truly am uh, because I had learned through, you know, childhood coping strategies um, how to deal with the various stresses and traumas of life, to dissociate, to go up in my head, to be very cerebral. And I am a very cerebral person. I mean, four planets in Virgo and Virgo rising is <laughs> very cerebral. And so that is also my gift and my medicine. But I really learned the need to be more connected with the earth and my body and my heart. And This uh, journey towards groundedness and getting grounded, um, getting rooted in the real world, helped me to start to see some of the problems in the New Age, Um, the spiritual bypassing that is so prevalent, how the New Age is, you know, in a lot of ways, a new version of the same old story of good versus evil, the same paradigm of, you know, all the religions that it kind of tried to break away from, how the different ways that it tends to repeat that breaking away from it in some ways and repeating it in others. I also um, noticed how the new age really demonizes science and rationality. And that never really sat well with me because I'm a very rational person. And I also have a science background. Um, That was my focus in college. And I got a bachelor's of science in forest ecology and um, and also the way that the new age demonizes emotions because of my personal path of transformation really leading me back to, to emotions and full feeling and really welcoming in all of my emotions that I had kind of disregarded and learned to ignore for most of my life. And then also, um, I should mention too, that kind of parallel to my shamanic journey, I also got Uh, really into rewilding and that idea of needing to relearn how to live in harmony with the earth as humans, um, as we always have in the past, and yet in more recent centuries have forgotten how to do that. And so, you know, I got really into primitive skills. I spent years going to the tracker school, if anyone's familiar with that, um, in New Jersey. And that also really helped me to get a lot more grounded in myself and uh, in the world and more connected to the to the real physical world, as well as uh, learning to connect to the world of spirit. So that's kind of my own path. And and really uh, where I'm coming from is this learning to bring together this duality, this complementary duality of um, spirit and uh, physicality. and Needing, and realizing that our spirituality needs to be rooted and grounded in the world for it to matter and for it to be a positive force and not a force that just takes us away and, and helps us dissociate even more. So, um, I decided to name this podcast, Saturn Speaks, because I have really come to see everything in the world as a dance between the polarities of yin and yang. Um, so, uh, so, you know, like in the new age, there's a lot of talk about, uh, the oneness and that we are all one and that is true. And that is a truth that has been largely forgotten in our modern society. Um, and even in ancient societies that are civilized, there's been a lot of antagonistic duality for millennia, literally millennia. Uh, dominating the way that humans see the world and act in the world, and so the New Age has, has largely been a movement away from that and a movement to r- remember that we are all one, ultimately, and that is totally positive. And at the same time, it antagonizes duality. I mean, it it demonizes duality. It's it's like oneness good, duality bad, and in that, it actually perpetuates that same antagonistic duality way of looking at the world of dividing things between good and evil because in truth just like how everything in this universe is paradoxical paradoxes just how things are and we need to be okay with this that duality exists and is real we live in a world of duality of yin and yang and oneness is real they are both real (laughs) they aren't antagonistic against each other they don't cancel each other out. they are both aspects of how of, of reality. So understanding the duality but not but stepping out of the antagonism, not stepping out of the duality itself, there's still day and night there's still grief and joy and you know there's all these different dualities that we experience in the world, even the duality of just I am a physical being in my own self and you are physical being in your own self. <laughs> and we are not the same. We are different. So complementary duality allows for that understanding that we are all one, and we are all different and unique, and, to, and we need to honor and respect diversity as well. And we can have both in a worldview that sees yin and yang as both essential for life. We need... All those aspects, we need both sides of that duality for life. The new age, largely in a lot of ways, not always, but in a lot of ways, some important ways, sees things still in terms of good and evil. And that really is at the root of pretty much every issue that I see with the new Age, because that antagonistic duality leads to a um, it leads to imbalance, which leads to toxicity. Unhealth. So, an example. I mean, just to how how that works. If you take emotions of joy and grief, right? There's there's like a yin yang relationship between those emotions. One's very uplifting, and one is very grounding and heavy and dense. And if you see one is good, and and this applies to all aspects of all dualities. If you see one side is good and one side is bad, then you always logically, therefore, you always want more of what is good. And you never want any of what is bad. So instead of having balance, uh, balance leading to health, which is like um, at the core of, you know, Taoistic da- philosophies of Chinese medicine and, and the like, um, understanding that we need balance, things are, are healthy when they're in balance. So if you are always having one, but never having the other, you are always going to have, that is going to lead to excess in one and deficiency in the other, which is imbalance, which leads to disease. So therefore, this is why I've decided to name this podcast Saturn Speaks, because I feel like we need to bring in the aspect of of this dual, of, of all these different dualities and polarities that gets commonly thought of as the bad thing that we never want and the part that's avoided and the part that is deficient. And we need to bring that in more in order to have balance. So I think of astrology archetypally. I just, I think of the world archetypally. as how I, how I see things. And, um, and particularly the planets as archetypal forces of nature. And I particularly love Jupiter and Saturn for their um, expressions of yin and yang, particularly in how Jupiter is like expansion and freedom and moving past limitations and spontaneity, playfulness, joy, and Saturn as rules, structure, uh, limitation, groundedness, heaviness, density, pulling inward, and loss, really. Jupiter is expansion and gain, and Saturn is contraction and loss. And so it, another thing, so Jupiter is like play, and Saturn is hard work. And so it's easy to see why we don't like Saturn. <laughs> you know, Saturn's like the uh, the harsh reality of um, you know, the, the the Debbie Downer of the group, pessimism. But we need pessimism to balance optimism because optimism taken too far, taken to excess, can lead us to take some really stupid risks and not uh, make good decisions. So Saturn really expresses so much of what the New Age leaves out and what needs to be brought back in to, to bring balance and to make this whole movement of spirituality really serve people instead of creating harm. Uh, I'd like to maybe just share a few of some of the, the ways that also that Saturn gets expressed in our culture in really not helpful ways, ways that make people not like it because it's expressed in toxic ways. So like I mentioned before how modern day spirituality is like a, a movement away from mainstream religion. People have believing in God, believing in spirit, um, believing in higher power, but there's something about the sort of religions that they grew up with and the dogma and the structures of them and the belief systems that just doesn't fit and doesn't feel right. Um, doesn't feel healthy. <laughs> and yeah, uh, it's problematic. And so Unfortunately, mainstream religion expresses a lot of Saturn in not good ways, because another aspect of the Jupiter-Saturn polarity is uh, tradition versus uh, something new, uh, new ideas. And Saturn really expresses that wisdom from the past in tradition and also the discipline of doing something the same way over and over and over, which is really important. Uh, routines and practice but in uh re- you know the way it's been expressed in religion for centuries is is been oppression and also the way it's expressed in our capitalist society is oppression you know being a worker drone going to work every day doing the same routine every day it gets mind numbing it and makes us feel you know like just dead inside you know like why am i even alive um makes people depressed it takes the joy out of life and um and it's really fundamentally connected to that that sense of wage slavery of you are just a slave to a machine and um your hopes and dreams don't really matter and jupiter really represents following your hopes and dreams so it's understandable that people would want more of jupiter and less of saturn (laughs) uh also you know the the sort of hard work and you just need to work hard in life and you need to sacrifice Sacrifice and hard work are Saturn Uh, and limitations, you know, uh, giving up things up. And Jupiter's like breaking past limitations, breaking past, breaking out of those chains is very Jupiterian. Uh, Freedom from slavery is Jupiterian. Realizing your full potential, uh, following your dreams, expressing uh, something new in the world. And so in a lot of ways, the New Age is a reaction against oppression. Um, the oppression of society in general and modern mainstream religion, and also uh, a reaction against the oppression of antagonistic duality itself and f- that forgetting that we're all one and in, in the ways that that uh, worldview of antagonistic duality has been at the root of all of the suffering that humanity has experienced for the last several thousand years. So the New Age is a movement in the right direction, but it's really gone from one extreme to the other because of the ways that it's failed to truly step out of that antagonistic duality worldview that likes to put things in categories of good and bad. And so they've tended to devalue the other side and reject it altogether instead of keeping the the good, important, valuable parts of it and just stripping away the, the, um, the toxic ways that it's been expressed in our culture. So um, our modern day spirituality really needs Saturn. And so that's why I'm here to be a voice for this archetype of Saturn and to bring in more groundedness and to criticize the new age in the ways that the new age is not connecting to reality well and is going to excess in a way that is not healthy, uh, at least as I see it. So, um, um, But I also don't want to make the same mistake that the New Age has made of throwing the baby out with the bathwater uh, in, in the attempt to course correct. So I'm criticizing the New Age from someone within it. I'm not criticizing it from someone outside, like a Christian or an atheist or a scientific skeptic that just wants to reject it altogether. There is a lot in modern day spirituality that is positive, and we need to recognize that and not um, go too far in rejecting everything altogether, (laughs) in rejecting the criticisms. So, really, that's what I'm here to do with this podcast. And I'd like to speak a little bit more about. This idea of antagonistic duality versus complementary duality as really um, two clashing paradigms, because I feel like so much of the polarization in our society really is an expression of you could call it a war or a um a tug of war at least, between two paradigms, that we have the old story, the old way of thinking. Um, that has dominated human, uh, uh, well, I should say Western civilization and Eastern civilization. So it's dominated civilization for at least 5,000 years at this point. Indigenous people represent, um, have been outside of this. They haven't fallen into this uh, problematic way of thinking. Uh, They really hold the wisdom of how to see things in that duality as complementary, to see that it's us and them, not us versus them. So it's taking the versus and shifting it to an and. But civilization, for a long time, has really been in the grip of this story, which is why I'm calling it the old story. And um, this paradigm has has you know it's changed different forms and different religions different economic systems and such over the years but at the core it all comes down to the same thing of uh valencing the world into black and white into good and evil you know the the mind versus the heart or Spirit versus the body, heaven versus earth, seeing as one side as bad or evil or depraved and the other side as good and divine, instead of realizing that divinity is in all of it because everything is part of a larger oneness. It's forgetting that oneness piece. So, this worldview really comes down to seeing humanity as separate, as separate from other people, as separate from the natural world. Um, Separate from the wider web of life, and that you know, I feel like that separateness has been uh, has been a key feature of civilization from the beginning. Because civilization, um, the definition of civilization, is humans living in cities as opposed to being nomadic and uh, growing or you know, sustaining themselves through agriculture. And agriculture from the beginning is different from just um, gardening or horticulture, horticultural practices, which all humans have done. But agriculture in particular, you take a piece of land, you wipe out all the nature on that land, and you convert that land to exclusive human use for food production. And so right there in that method of getting our food that is a foundation of civilization, it's about separateness. It's about I'm, you know, taking this land away from the web of life, and it's for me. And I and I don't exist in the web of life. I exist outside of it. There's wilderness and civil civilization. Just the very idea of civilization is d- denotes separateness. So, and once you have humans living in cities. You have a need for expansionism because agriculture inevitably destroys the land. It's not sustainable. It uses up the soil. It's not regenerative. And therefore, you you ruin your land and you need more. And your population grows and you need to have more resources, more, 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 more. So it becomes cancerous. It's like this cancer on humans become a cancer on the world instead of, Part of nature that helps everything to thrive in the way that our, you know, our ancestors before civilization did, and the way indigenous people still do. So, so why am I bringing this up? Because I feel that right now in this time, you know, our society being on a precipice, uh, our society being in a time of great change, we are beginning to step out of this old paradigm and modern-day spirituality non-religious spirituality is an expression of this. It's an expression of challenging that old paradigm and stepping into a new paradigm. And, um, you know, so it, this is a, a really positive development in general for humanity uh, that of so many people. This is a true awakening, the true waking up, that we are waking up to what re- indigenous people have always known, that this that antagonistic duality, that separate way of thinking, is toxic to life, to human life and all of nature, because we just destroy instead of instead of nourish, and that we need to step out of that way of thinking if humanity is to have a better future. So, over the past, you know, hundred years, one of the biggest ways, areas where this stepping out of this old paradigm has happened, is in the evolution of new spiritual ideas even the name new age implies that right but as i mentioned before these new spir- spiritual ideas are still often rooted in that old paradigm the same par- paradigm that they're trying to break away from and it's not surprising because they came out of the old religions you know they were like an evolution of it so it's not surprising but it hinders it hinders this attempt to uh step out of this old paradigm and that's important because if we don't succeed in changing the way we look at ourselves, changing the way we look at the world and therefore changing the way we are in the world, humanity may not even have a future because of the degree of destruction of Western civilization at this point in history, just the the environmental damage where there's entire ecosystems that are on the point of collapse. And so it, it can't continue. And we are, Damaging our uh, potential future as a species right now, so we need to make the shift, and I want to help that along in this way with this podcast. So I mean, I guess I expressed already why why we need uh, Jupiter and Saturn in balance. I've expressed in general terms why how the New Age uh, vilifies Saturn and um, sort of glorifies or deifies Jupiter. And I mean, you can see this as uh, this is a little piece uh, that I wanted to share from a website that it's a a new age website that I came across that in this is supposedly channeled from a quantum healing, which is basically like a a hypnosis type of session. The problem, (laughs) and you can see the problem with it. So this is what the person was saying. Saturn and Jupiter are in a boxing ring they're duking it out. They're pushing on each other, pushing each other around, circling one another like boxers do before the fight, talking trash, pushing each other around. But in the end, Jupiter overcomes Saturn. Jupiter takes on a dark mark from getting hit, but Jupiter is victorious. And then the question from the um, from the practitioners, and how does that play out on the global scale? And the person under hypnosis says, Jupiter and Saturn are the light and the dark. They represent the battle of good and evil, and they are squaring off right now. So, as you can see, this is a perfect example of how this mindset of good and evil is still prevalent in the New Age. And I've noticed that the less grounded a person is, the more they tend to fall into this. The more uh, the more they've rejected Saturn, in the, the archetype, you could say, and that groundedness in general, that connection to reality... All the aspects of Saturn, the more they've rejected that in themselves, the less grounded they are as a person and the less grounded their beliefs tend to be, and the more they tend to fall into this. So what I am proposing here is that Jupiter and Saturn are not actually fighting them out, fighting each other, that this is not a battle of good versus evil, that the, the real battle is within ourselves and and the... um our attempt to change our belief system to see the world in a new light and the need for that to happen so that we can transform ourselves, transform our lives, and transform our world. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll talk more in the episode about channeling, of how oftentimes what we are channeling um, what is coming through is not necessarily what we think it is. <laughs> um, and also, I'll have episodes about the shadow talking about how our shadow influences us without us realizing it, and that the less we acknowledge the shadow, the more powerful it actually is. Um, so that's what it, where I would say this is coming from, honestly. this this to me, sh- sounds like shadow talk, not something divine. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's uh, I guess for a future episode. <laughs> so, Yeah, so I guess to close this episode, if you have any ideas about things you'd like me to cover in the future, uh, criticisms that you may have of modern day spirituality, or things you aren't sure of and would like to explore more, uh, let me know. I would really love to hear from you. Uh, You can email me and the podcast, which is me, (laughs) at saturnspeaks at and that's gmx as like bmx bike but with a g. Uh so yeah, if if you uh want to share ideas and be part of this conversation, that would be wonderful. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter. Uh Saturn speaks pod is the Twitter handle also Facebook Saturn speaks pod. So I really look forward to uh, doing future episodes, to getting to know some of you um, that are inspired by this podcast, and uh, I plan to put out episodes once a week, so I hope you will join me in the future.